0: Welcome to The State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. I'm Mike Watts. In today's episode, we're going to talk about death. Very exciting episode. Uh, Is being a man killing you? Like, literally. Men, on average, live 5.5 years less than women. Why is that? We're going to discuss this in today's episode. um, And we will be referencing a uh, document from the, what is it? The American... Psychological Association, which will be in the show notes if you want to follow along.
1: This Um, was written in 2011 by Bridget Murray Law. so you Just so you you know. Um, So before we jump
0: into death, this sounds really fun, before we get six feet under, um, I wanted to talk about really quick, we were just saying how I always have something that I fidget with while we're talking, like I've got... I've got some, like, rocks, I, you know, gems, whatever you want to call them. I've got this, my grandfather's ring. Um, I also have, I don't have it here. It's like a USB that pops up and, mm-hmm. you know, like a portable USB. I know what you're talking about. Yep. And I always feel like I, I fidget when I'm on with my clients, my coaching clients, too. And, like, someone asked me, like, oh, you vape? And I was like, no, this is not a vape. This is because it looks kind of like, you know. The little like vape, the jewels yeah. or whatever they're called. I'm like, this is not a vape. Uh, so I kind of stopped playing with that because I don't want my clients to think that I'm vaping. Um, and you had mentioned, I don't think it was on air, but you had mentioned once that like something about it being a feminine like energy trait to to like fidget
1: while you're talking. Yep Can you, can you talk to me just a minute about that? Sure. I do the same thing. Like I'm talking to you playing with my ring. Yeah. So, and I, I could be a little bit off, but this was my understanding. So I took this empowered masculinity class by a guy by the name of John Wyland, And he talked about how when you're fidgeting or like if we're moving in our chair, you which know, I as do we're all talking, the time. which, yep. <laughs> and so he was just explaining the masculine is very stoic, let's say, or, you're just in the moment and you're present and you're there. And the feminine is this movement is the movement of life, right? That's Mm -hmm. the feminine energy. And so he talked about when you're trying to talk to a partner or you're sitting down and having discussion, doing a lot of movement is very distracting. And Mm. so that's what he was just kind of explaining. But there's also the other side of like, does it feel comfort? Is there comfort, right? Is there comfort for me to hold something in my hand? And it's like, yes, sometimes there is. So, but there's also the other thing where we use that comfort as a distraction, right? right? So we're using, we're fidgeting because we're distracted from it. Like I fidget with stuff all the time, all the time. Mm. It annoys the crap out of my wife. (laughs) It drives her insane. And I'm just like, because what happens is I'll do it like once or two two times, like for five seconds. And then she's like, can you just stop that? And I'm just like, If you just wait five more seconds, it'll go away. Like it's going to stop. I'm not somebody that just fidgets for, you know, it's not like I'm tapping my finger on a table or something. Like I was like, just sit with the discomfort for five seconds. It will go away. I don't even know I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. It just happens. Mm -hmm. And um, cause I'll eventually stop, you know, it's not like I'm going to do it for five minutes. I just said Mm -hmm. that, but yeah. So that's, that's what my understanding was. Okay. Yeah, no, thanks. Cause
0: so what, when i have a when i talk and i'm in a like with the relationship more like a serious talk all i'm very like i am kind of like kate where i'm just like if you're checking the weather on your phone or if you're doing something like just just stop moving i need all of your attention right like i'm just like because then i feel like you are somewhat distracted right um which you kind of just said which was like oh there might be like holding this in my hand and fidgeting with it, my brain has to do something else besides Correct. process our right. conversation. Right. Um, so it's funny. Cause you said this a few weeks ago and ever since every time I grab something, I have this like dysphoric voice in my mind that says like, that's really girly. Don't fidget with anything. You're being a chick." <laughs> and like as a trans man, right. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like it, we've talked about this with Chris Mosier of just like, you know, you feel like you can't do anything feminine or it's going to, it's going to be like, ah, I see it. Right. There it is. You are not a man that you claim you are. Um, so it's just kind of funny. Cause I have a many fidgeted things to fidget with. Um, and I always have to remind myself, like, just because Mike said it's not masculine to fidget doesn't mean that uh, I have to like shut down that dysphoric voice so just a random off off track and I'm hearing you more now that like yeah. it's more about when it's like a really
1: intentional conversation as opposed to Well not to- just that I think it's anytime I think it's just something to notice because if somebody's watching this right they're mm-hmm. watching this on YouTube for those listening you can check it out on YouTube but you know if I'm sitting here in the chair or you're on zoom calls and people are just moving around. Yeah. You kind of take them a little bit less serious versus if I'm up sitting straight and I'm, you know, grounded with my feet on the ground and I'm just looking at you, Aiden, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm like tapped into you, mm-hmm. you know, it's more of a professional manner to show up to somebody that's on as like a, a video chat like we're having now. And even it's pretty much everywhere because if I'm talking to somebody face to face and we're in a, a very crowded room. Like there's mm-hmm. one thing I used to go to conferences all the time. And there was a guy that would, if you're talking to him, he's only cares about what you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's locked into your eyes. He's connected with you.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I always used to watch him the way he interacted with people and how it's like, you have his presence. Cause then you see the other people We're like in the middle of a conversation and somebody taps them and then they're off to like and you're like mid-sentence chatting with them. And you're like, what yeah. the heck? Like Then you feel, I feel, what happens is I feel like, okay, well, I don't matter. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I go into that stuff where it's like, okay, did I say something wrong? Did I do something different? Did I not show up fully? Because then I start, enough? right, I'm second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. Versus it's like, no, that's that person. So I always try, if we're in a room of people and i'm there chatting with people. i like really kind of stay focused you know with what the person is so i think it's something as we in all environments because it was fascinating because at the end of the the course that i took they brought all the men together that have been teaching this like kind of very stoic you know it's like you're kind of like a rock in a way right it's like you're there even though that's a little intense but and then all the women showed up from who were taking the feminine uh empowered feminine class that identified more as feminine dominant but it was pretty you know it was a a lot of men were in the masculine class and a lot of women were in Mm -hmm. the feminine class the the women on the call were like you know they're flowing I'm watching them and all the men are just like staring directly at the camera not moving yeah. And the women are just out here. They're distracted. They're like playing with their hair. They're doing this because I was just watching all the people. And it's just like they're all over the place. And even the women commented, to be like, the energy of having the guys on here is so much different than when it was a group of all the women. And so um, I think about that a little bit when I approach my life in that way. Because it goes back to the example I gave before about being in the ocean. Did I mm. say this on here? Uh, just, I don't know. I, I can't know. recall, but we like the way so I should say, <laughs> the way, cause Ra just interviewed me and I remember sharing it with her, but it's like the way I look at the masculine and feminine thing now is like, I'm standing in the ocean. Like I'm down here in Miami. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm the masculine standing in the water and the ocean is the feminine and that's life. Like the life of us is the feminine energy, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, and so I can either take ride every wave that hits me And I get knocked off, I go to the right and then I go to the left and then I get go underwater and then I'm jumping over the water. And so I'm being swept away in that feminine place. And so what he was sharing with the fidgeting that happens on Zoom calls and stuff is like, don't be distracted by the water hitting you all the time. You know, it's like be there in the water. So a more like approach is like the waves are happening and I'm just there in the water. I'm grounded. Mm. I see it. I'm able to do it. And so I just, that's a reminder for me is when I get taked off life. Like, I think in the future, maybe we'll talk about all the stuff we've been talking about in the last 48 hours. That's Mm -hmm. happened in my life. But it's like the last 48 hours, I really got swept up in the waves. And Mm. I got, I went down and I went under, I was drowning, not literally in the ocean, but just like the energetic (laughs) of it. But like, I'm getting, I was getting taken out, you know, and I'm off my center. And so it's for me today is to get back to that center. It's Mm. like reclaim that energy, have very tough conversations with the people that kind of knocked it off there Mm -hmm. and just be very grounded in my presence when I go into those conversations Mm. and have my best interest in hand, but also have their best interest in hand. So Mm. that went, that was a whole spiral from Ah. the fidgeting, (laughs) but that's it. I mean, that's it. That's how sometimes we say we fidget or we say we have these ticks or these habits but it could be distracting us from actually feeling our feelings.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it could be a sense of calm, right? It could be that as well, Right. yes. Right, like if you're uncomfortable, right? Like having, right, so I have this rock, I have this like really smooth rock, and I'm just like going like this. Right. You know, just rubbing my thumb against a smooth part, and it's just like calming almost, it's like.
1: And I think that's self-awareness, right? Like it's calming for you to have it. But then somebody else could be listening where it's a distraction from me, yeah. you know, Yeah, so I think to notice yeah. what works, you know, this is all self-awareness. It's like checking right. in with what works for you. Right. I just thought it was funny, kind of more on a
0: comical sense that yeah. <laughs> it's like, stop being, stop doing,
1: you know, that, that dysphoric voice that comes in, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, it is. I mean, then there's programming, right? It's like, yeah. okay, Mike says this. So he's judging me now, Yeah. but I'm not oh going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him see. I'm rubbing my rock. He can't but I can't see <laughs> below your chest. So he, he, I'm rubbing my rock. He'll he never know.
0: He'll never <laughs> right. know. Um, you know, so uh, yeah. Um, otherwise, um, you know, do what you need Let's to do, death. everyone. Yeah. Do what you need to do, my friends. Um, welcome to fall. I know it's already fall, but it's so beautiful out today. I can't, like, I'm not sweating in my office right now. It's beautiful. Um, nice. Yes, death.
1: death. How about, I want to ask you a question about your death. Oh, okay. Death in general. Before we <laughs> dive into the article, have you, do you think about death a lot? Is it something that comes into your, and do you think about it ever? Have you prepared, mm-hmm. like, a will? You know, do you know what you want your, uh, a question we used to ask people at the end of our podcast on the Kate Mike show was. hmm um, this went on for a while. Cause I was always curious. It's like, what do you want your funeral to be like, mm. you know, like from that process? So what is your relationship with death? My relationship with death? Hmm.
0: Your uh, own death,
1: I should say. My Not own like, death. You know, somebody else.
0: So you asked the multitudes of questions. So do I think about death? Yes. But I think of it in a more panicky um, way, like our last episode where we were talking about mm-hmm. upper limits or I don't know, whatever, whatever that one came up more of like, Like, uh, it's from my health trauma and, like, emergency Mm. trauma from when I was a kid of just, like, you're going to die. Like, you're going to get an air bubble in your bloodstream, and it's going to hit your head, your brain, and you will instantly die on this podcast with Mike, right? Right. (laughs) And you'll have to call Jay Lee. And, you know, like, that's more where I think of death in, like, the trauma sense. Um, It'll be good. uh, You know, This probably go viral. Yeah, that's true, you know. uh, That's true. But I'll be, you know. I'll be dead,
1: but you know we'll have to but make sure in our contract. So Neil, Neil the money wrote a, to <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the Neil Strauss wrote a book called "Everybody Loves You When You're Dead," yeah. and it talks yeah. about how you become more famous once you die. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I like as an as like a kid who was really into art and stuff like that. That was something that you always learned about, like all your all your paintings and all of your drawings will be like 15 times more expensive once you die. Right. And if you die younger, even better. Right. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really thought too much about it. When I think about a will, I kind of laugh because I think my lack mind is like, what do I have like? what you you want the couple of thousand dollars I got in my bank account <laughs> or, you know what I mean? The car that's 10 years old, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure Jay Lee will just take all of that stuff. Right. Um, but other like, so, but getting a will would be smart. You know, I've been told to get when younger and all of that stuff. Um, but I guess, no, I guess I I don't really think too much about it. Like I haven't thought like about my funeral, like, Oh, do I want to be cremated or buried? You know, um, my first thought is like by the time I die, if I die at a ripe, nice old age, I don't know if there's going to be enough room. Like, you know, they're just going to like have to bury, like dig up some coffins and claim it as new land and then (laughs) bury people. So I feel like more and more people are getting cremated, to be honest. Um, But yeah, I guess my short answer is I have no idea. I have
1: not thought about it. I really have not thought about it. Well, now they bury people vertical. Oh, well,
0: that's one way to save space.
1: So they say, and they can stack two people on top of each other.
0: Okay, there you go. So they go real down deep. Um, yep. So yeah, I haven't really thought too much about it, to be honest. I guess I think, sometimes I think about it, if I died right now today, I'll think like, oh, I wonder who would come to my funeral. I've had more of those thoughts than anything mm. else. You know, like, would it be people I know? Would it be people that I've like touched in some way i'll come you know well thanks thanks no so problem. i'll have at least two three. Yeah, three antler will be there antler will be there yeah yeah exactly probably your mom yeah yeah i got i got a couple of people Yeah. You know, i got a little handful a yeah. little chunk of change to you know at least, five, show up. Yeah, at, least at least five yeah at least yeah.
1: yeah yeah um but, but it then the question like is you... like why does that matter because you're dead right it doesn't matter right. at all right yeah
0: yeah, yeah. um yeah but it sounds like you've
1: thought about it a lot. I think about death a lot, yeah.
0: All right, okay. Yeah,
1: I I want to be cremated for sure. Um, Kate's grandmother. Is there was a cremated. reason? Well, I just think putting people in the ground is kind of weird. Okay, that's why. But well, now they're creme- starting all this. this you can like put thing. it in
0: your tattoo and shit. Like, you if you're cremated, they can like mix the ink with your ashes and like tattoo you. Oh, all
1: right, it's pretty wild. And we could get it on somebody else's skin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think (laughs) now they're doing all this composting of dead bodies. Have you heard about this stuff? No. They're starting to roll out where you just basically compost yourself into the ground. So you put yourself in like a kind of like a coffin, but it composts. Mm -hmm. And then the body can just compost back in the ground. Some people are totally checked out now. They're not listening to us anymore. (laughs) Um, They're like, I can't take this. But so that's a new thing I saw that's coming up. And then, yeah, I just like, I'm like, we stick people in a box and we stick them in the ground and they're there forever. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. It's a lot of valuable real estate. Um, <laughs> it's like we can build people homes on there yeah, or something. It's true. But yeah, Kate's grandmother was just cremated and they put her in a bird box. And so they uh. took all of her ashes, put her in a bird box, stuck in the ground. So the, you know, the earth will do its thing to go. the, um, but yeah, I thought about like, because we have a will, it would be good for you to get a will now that you have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it allows, it's just easier transition if something does happen to either one of you or to both of you at the same time. That's really mm-hmm. the key is like, what's going to happen to antler. Cause then if you, if you don't have it in place, he goes to the state. Mm-hmm. So then it's, you know, as far as my understanding, I'm not a lawyer checking I, with somebody, but like my mom would, you know murder people <laughs> there'd be more right death. but you can't it's, <laughs> it's 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 if it's not in writing no like i hear you i'm just you know saying I mean? like yes know, it, it would be a fiasco 100 and i don't really know i know every state's a little bit different so i would just check into that people if you have children mm-hmm. like it's a good thing to get set um yeah i have pondered a lot to be like if i die today would i feel complete with my life mm. you know and i, I can't say 100 percent complete but like i've done a lot of cool stuff and i'm happy with what has been accomplished. I don't have the thing like massive regrets or I need to get Mm. this done or like a bucket Mm -hmm. list item type thing. And, um, so that's been, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I guess it's a good thing you're thinking about. Uh,
0: we're talking about wills because, uh, apparently we're all going to live five years less than all of the women in our lives. I actually recall when I started testosterone, they did tell me, that like in the paperwork that, your life expectancy goes down when Mm. you, if you choose to do this type of hormone replacement therapy. And I thought, what, is it going to kill me? What do you mean? What do you mean? And then I had to like, realize like, oh no, it's just that like men tend to live less than women do. But then we got this article, which was really interesting. And I'm but is gonna that read- just
1: because of testosterone? Like, there's, I, don't I, mean, I don't know. You know, like, you know, like, because there's a lot of, lot of other things. factors that go into right men dying earlier. Right, right. Well, I think it might it might be both. So it
0: might be testosterone, and it might be what we're talk- talking about in this article, right? Because then you start so so let me read this first. Yeah, so go ahead. there's a go quote ahead. from the article. Um it says Masculine gender socialization is hazardous for men's health, posing a double whammy of poorer health habits and lower use of health care, says Ronald Levant E E D D former president of APA. Um so pretty much saying that uh being a guy and being socialized as a man, because I thought it was interesting that they say masculine gender socialization is hazardous for men's health. So not so much being a man, not just literally being born with these type of chromosomes and this type of, uh, you know, testosterone flowing as the main hormone in your body, but rather the socialization. So Mm. when we talk about me, right, it's like, well, yes, maybe the testosterone could be part of that And it also sounds like the other side of the coin is just being socialized as a
1: man. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So it's basically just the, the traits that go along with a traditional man, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, is we start taking these things on, which can in turn cause stress and really stresses what's, you know, creates a lot of disease in our body. Right. Yep. And so that can kill us earlier just from that standpoint.
0: Yeah. And so this article literally says, um, uh, Gilles Tremblay PhD, uh, of social work, uh, says about the, so I'm going to paraphrase this. The difference in life expectancy, we say, is that about one year is biological and the rest is cultural. So out of the five and a half years one year one of the five and a half years is biological oh hi daddy
1: <laughs> hi ruby <laughs> so one year we're recording is- a podcast okay we love you oh okay <laughs> oh, so we cute. love you <laughs> i can't believe you heard that she was yeah right out there okay oh, yeah. okay have fun swimming be safe
0: It's so cute though. I love when they say things like, okay, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I'm going, I'm taking a poo. They're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: I'm going in the pool. Okay.
0: Okay. Be safe. Um, So one year is biological and the other four and a half years on average is cultural. So that answers Mm -hmm. our question right there. Right. It's so pretty much saying by me starting testosterone one year. Of my life might be taken off is done, the, yeah. and then is done. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> sorry, dude. You 90, thought one hundred ninety. Nope. Right. Ninety eight. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then the other four and a half is culture, which is so interesting, and why we want to talk about it today. Because I mean, that means we're literally, literally the question asked earlier, like, is being a man killing you? I mean, in some
1: ways, mm-hmm. it is. And then it's worse based off demographics. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Like the numbers yep. go down based off how, whether you're a black man or a white man or right. where you grew up and, you know, it's mm-hmm. like all of that stuff varies. Right. And then access to healthcare, Yeah. Right. Financial, financial status, status also. Right. Um, but
0: all, but it still goes down. Right. So yeah, e- yeah, nothing's being, going up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's just, you know, it, it's wild to think about that. and, do you, like so? What did you take from this article that felt like these are why this is why
1: this is so why a, I... a lot of this stuff? You know, I've read the stuff like this before, right? But it's interesting in the article how they gear it towards man, like the titles of these paragraphs manly conversations, real mm. men, real action. Mm. And I'm, you know, it's in it just it's facet self reliance and cool heads. Um. It's just like the sub headline of the article. And then when you dive into where they're talking about, let me see, let me go back to the manly conversations. Mm -hmm. There was two things I thought about, but it said when men finally come in for care, healthcare professionals, particularly psychologists, have a chance to intervene and help men improve their health. The key, he he says, this is this guy Levant, Levant, Mm -hmm. is getting them to see how manliness can work for them instead of against them. Right. Mm Because we like live in this world where it's like man in a way kind of being masculine and being a man is a negative trait at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like where we're at, you know, not necessarily, but there's been a lot of conversation. It's like attack on manhood. Right. And it almost and they, they continue that says it almost never works to tell a man to stop being masculine. You need to advise the man to keep up the masculine behaviors that are helpful, but challenge the ones that are not right? Which mm-hmm. I think is very what we're talking about this entire podcast is about. Yeah, It's like there's a lot of benefits to masculine behavior and being mm-hmm. a man, right? And I think what's happened is we've taken this, the negative ones of this, which we share on our free download. It's, are you a good guy or an unconventional asshole? It's, or unintentional asshole, excuse me, Um, to go there, like those five things, those can be negative traits that we carry around as men and that we implement. So it's like, how do we Take the good from those five traits or say, or being a man, and like what kind of negative action are we having on the world? But it's just like it's really I just hung out with a family member. I'm not going to disclose any further information, but they were telling me regarding um this person, this person's a person in their life's father passed away. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I said, was it very similar to the way Kate's grandmother died? Was it like sick for a little bit of time and then, you know, passed on after six months or so? Mm -hmm. And they said, no, this, this person was sick for had like anal bleeding for two years and didn't tell anybody. And this was a man, right? And this was a father. This was also a, he was a doctor. Right. Mm. So it's like, you find this also, I bet you, if we did these statistics in the medical industry. They're even a little bit out of whack to people, not in the medical industry. Cause they hear these stories mm-hmm. all the time. And so he basically was, I don't know if he was embarrassed. I wasn't there. Right. If he was like, I don't want to go in and get help. So he sat for two years and dealt with this bleeding and ended up dying it's from crazy. cancer because that's what was forming. And could have caught this early on if he right. would have just went to the doctor right? And he chose Mm -hmm. not to go to the doctor. And that's Mm -hmm. what this article like dives into statistically of of men not going to get help. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we are, and I think it is cultural program we talked about, or like you mentioned earlier regarding it's, it's not manly quote unquote, if we go and get assistance or help or ask for that. Yeah. It's the opposite of manly.
0: Right. It's like, I don't ever need to ask, it's the stereotypical, I mean, we don't say it any much, much anymore, because now we have GPS, but it's like, yes. ask for directions, right? It's, it's like, I don't need to ask for directions. I know where I am. It's like, you have no idea where you are right? Um, now, I've actually never experienced that, like with watching my father or anything like that. Um, but it's always like a very thrown around stereotype that's still used to this day, I think, just because people think it's funny. And I think it represents right. even though it doesn't actually happen, because everyone has GPS, like, your, you know, 12 year olds who's got an iPhone could tell you how to get to the store or get to wherever you're going, right. Um, but I think it rep, it's like this one metaphor that represents this large culture of men, which Culture within masculinity, which is like I don't need help. I'll get it done myself, right? Um, and that just gets amplified and amplified and amplified and and then it's like I, like the amount of times I mean, I don't even like to really go to the doctor, right? I mean, I have my own reasons, but then I also do think that on some level, what we see this with like for me, the way I see this is more in like the mental health space mm-hmm. it's like. I don't need to go to a therapist like I'll just I'll just gonna buck up and deal with this myself. Like I just gotta get through this. I just gotta get over it. Right. And I also I have seen this in men too, right? Of yes. just like my stepfather was very had many he's not my step he's my stepfather once removed or whatever it is, like my ex stepfather, whatever it is. Um is that what you'd say? Once removed? I don't know.
1: Like he used ex- to be your stepfather and then he's mm-hmm. no longer.
0: Now he's not. Right. So my. your ex- Yeah. Your ex stepfather. Stepfather. Yeah. Right. Okay. My former stepfather.
1: Uh, but then it sounds like. There
0: like, we go. That's yeah, true. But just the ex. Yeah. He's dead to me. Right. Like. <laughs> you're <laughs> dead to me. Um, but uh, <laughs> he had so many health issues and like would never go to the doctor. And like my mom would always have to beg him to take his medication. And it's like. Oh, blah, blah, like. Oh yeah. Is, you know. And we were even saying like. You know like, I know guys who have like, who work out and they have like, you know, like, uh, like you can get cuts and bruises and stuff. Right. And they're just like, Oh, like, you know, show it. Like if you bleed while you train, like they're a man, you know what I mean? it's like, or maybe like, you should probably like put something on that. Right. Like maybe you should not be like bleeding all over the place. If you're trying to do like deadlifts and stuff, maybe you should get some knee sleeves or something to prevent it. Right. But that showing of like, how your body can suffer through pain, right? And how you can like you can get over that pain is what helps, right? It's mm. like, oh, do you need a Band-Aid? Do you want to clean that? No, I'm fine. Isn't there a saying? It's like rub some dirt on it. Isn't that literally like a saying?
1: R- I've heard I- that before. Yeah, I've never heard that
0: you never heard that. Maybe, maybe some of the listeners have heard that, but it's like, Oh, like, you know, you get a cut while you're like working outside or whatever. And it's like, no, I'm fine. I'll just rub some dirt on it. It's like,
1: right. (laughs) Okay, sure. We fed our kid dirt when they were sick. So I get it.
0: (laughs) That'll be another episode. Um, (laughs) so one of the things that this, another quote that this article brings up, which I think taps into what we're talking about, right. It says, um, that pretty much saying that like you have to men are like self-reliant. That's one of the things that they talk yes. about in here. And that like as a man, one of the characteristics of manlyhood or masculinity is like to be self-reliant and to not need help and not ask for help. Right. Even if you need it, you don't ask for it. Right. Um and so it says uh, we have to frame healthcare seeking as an act of self reliance. The message should be that taking charge of your health is what it means to be a real man. It's about engaging and become a, becoming a partner in your care. You have decision-making power about your own health. I mean, I don't know. When I read that, it talks about what you, were, what you want to touch on,
1: which is yep. like, really? Like you have to... Before I dive there, I want to comment on what you said earlier regarding I don't even like going to the doctor. Yeah. Right? Like you said that. Yeah. What I have found in my own life... I don't like going to the doctor when I don't like the doctor. Mm. Right? Like when, when I know that doctors, the way that doctor treats me does not align with my values. I avoid going to see them when I should. <laughs> but when I like the doctor or like, mm-hmm. I like my therapist or we like, we had a good doctor in Maine. What I started noticing, they're great, right? Completely aligned with us. And but I just would, it's my first instinct when something happens, isn't to reach out to them. Mm. Right. Even though I like them. Right. But it's like when something's going wrong with me, my first instinct is not to be like, oh, let's check in with the doctor, to see where it is. It's like, okay, how can we fix it? And then Kate will be like, maybe we should reach out to the doctor. And I'm like, oh, good idea. You know, let's do that <laughs> and see what they have to say. I'm more, so in our dynamic between Kate and myself, I'm more in a way where like the kid gets a cold or something, they're they're dying, right? It's like, I go to that extreme right away. And Kate's like, they'll be fine, they'll just recover. She grew up with two doctors, she grew up where your body can heal itself, it can take care of itself attitude, versus like, I have to run off to call the doctor and see every single time, right? Right. So there's like extremes to all of this. There's extremes where our kid was so sick. Penelope was so sick. We just assumed she was gonna get better when she was nine months old until Kate sent a photo to somebody, one of her friends, and was like, your kid is really sick. You should get help. Mm, And we're like, oh, okay, let's go get help. We just assumed it would go away and she would be fine. Right. Right. So for, but I've noticed when I like my doctor, like we have a good doctor in Miami too that we found, I will reach out to that person more. When they follow my beliefs, what but at first work... you won't. At first, so you it's won't. not.
0: It's not. Um... Is it like let's wait and
1: see? Like no, it's just t- it's 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 weird because it's not like programmed in to reach out. Right, right. It's so I have to actually think about reaching out because mm. in the initial mm-hmm. phase. First, I'm like, is there something really wrong with our kid? Is there something going on with it? And then I'm like, they'll be fine. Just chill, Mike. Like, have some vitamin C, get some liquid vitamin D, you mm-hmm. know, rest and recovery. If they sleep on it and there's still an issue the next day, hmm, maybe we should look into it, right? It's like, so... But it's what like about that, yourself?
0: Because I think that so when you myself, talk about a kid, it's different, right? It's different. Like
1: So with myself, what happened with my skin is that when my skin first started blowing up, I started, I was like, I have to talk to somebody because I don't know what's going on. So then I met with an acupuncturist who seemed like she knew what she was doing. And then that was helpful. And then I met with a holistic doctor who I thought that was happening. It was helpful. And he had some good insight and good thoughts. And then, so I just kept going down these people that I thought, and then it ended up making it worse, right? (laughs) So then once it got worse, then I went to schedule an appointment with a dermatologist to see what they had to say. And then I was like in the dermatologist meeting and I'm like, you want to just give me all the stuff I just got rid of. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like I'm sitting there going in my head, I didn't say this to them, but I'm like, you're an idiot. Like if you (laughs) really think I'm going to go do all this crap again and Mm -hmm. just everything I recovered from, I'm like, you're stupid. Like we need a new way to do business here in this dermatologist practice if this is what you think the answer is Mm -hmm. right so i didn't say that i just said thank you so much for your time and knew i would never see this person again right and then so for myself now it's like i check in with myself is this like an emergency and if it's just like okay sleep on it for a night because it's the same kind of attitude it's like if i still feel this way tomorrow i need to get some assistance what i noticed from my mental health side Is that I start noticing if I need to talk to my therapist about three days, 48 hours to three days before I really need to talk to them, Hmm. like it'll start pinging me, something will happen. It's like my energy starts to increase a little bit. The heat start rising. I get more irritated. I'm like, I need to talk to somebody. I need to get this shit out of my system. And so now my goal now is to like learn where I don't have to go talk to somebody. It's like, how can I do that? Like self-reliant, right? It's like, how can I be self-reliant on myself? to calm my central nervous system back down. So I've been better at, but I also know, and now that's what's really worked for me in the skin stuff is just friends who used to be in Kate's mastermind who are specializing in detox of the system. They're not doctors, they're not, they're, they're just people that like become obsessed with learning about the body mm-hmm. and how it functions. So that's who I've been going to now and realizing, and then I do have, My doctor's on the side, which if I have questions to go there, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, Um, it
0: makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. But I'm, I think the thing that I keep thinking about during this is like, you're not every guy, you're not a majority of the guys. So that I feel like feels healthy, right? You check in with yourself. Oh, do I feel like I need to go? Do I feel like I'm not? You go to somebody that you feel like you trust. You go to somebody who aligns with your values, right? Like. You go to somebody that feels good to you, right? Yeah. And then you build you build that relationship with them. And then you want you don't feel so reluctant to go to see them. Cause you're like, oh, right. I kinda like, you know, uh, my doctor, right? Whoever that doctor is, right? That's um, me but now. I, that wasn't me like right. twenty years ago. Right. And so I feel right. like that that's mostly like I think that's where, where you're at now is more of like that maybe you'll take a few years back, right? right? Maybe, maybe you'll have your one year for just being born. <laughs> All right? Right. Your testosterone <laughs> year is one, maybe out right. of the four and a half, maybe you'll get like three, three years back, you know, but maybe, a ma- yeah. but a majority of men aren't a majority right. of men are not getting it back. Right. And, and it so- is
1: fascinating because a lot of the men that I considered like let's call them the manly men, right? It's like mm-hmm. the Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week, and and that, the Joe Rogan. Like if we put these guys, the Dave Asprey that run that found, co-founded Bulletproof Coffee, mm-hmm. these people see more doctors because they're getting they're biohacking their bodies, right? So they're constantly seeing people. True. They're constantly talking about it, but mm-hmm. then I I'm be curious about like are the listeners fitting into this category that we're talking about who aren't seeing people.
0: Right. Well, I mean, they're seeing doctors that are super expensive too.
1: Exactly. Right. I mean, exactly. people
0: don't have money to get health insurance, no, to, let alone to, to go to a specialist to talk about their, you know, red
1: light for their nuts. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, well, now it's now it's you just put your nuts in the sun, so there's oh, no more red okay. light anymore. So
0: now people yeah. are just gonna be flashing everyone like you just be like, you just lay out in your grass. You'd be calling you the know, police, you, and you're like, I'm just getting just, some sun, I'm getting vitamin just, D it, for my nuts.
1: It's Leave hilarious because. He gave away like something at his latest conference that I saw randomly. Dave Asprey at the Bulletproof conference that happened last weekend, and it was something about sunning your balls. And so I was like in the shower today, out there, and I'm looking out my backyard. I'm like, where could I sun my balls and nobody would say, you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like where uh, can i go and i'm like you know what i just people that come in i out. just
0: pictured like you know how they have ice baths so people are right. starting to get coolers yeah. like the the uh yeah people are, the freezers you know, the freezers and filling them with water and i just pictured like people are going to start buying rooms that have like a uh, uh, high walls <laughs> but like one light that comes in that's just like a you know spotlight right that's onto it. your nuts so that'll be what that's people. Are, i've heard of it doing with your anus too but we're getting off topic um anus. uh, What about
1: you though? Do you like, what is your history with doctors?
0: I mean, I think like for me, um, you know, I've been relatively healthy my whole life. I go to the doctor more for my testosterone and my transition than anything else. That's really what I go to the doctor for. And honestly, like I usually go to women, like I specifically pick Mm -hmm. women because they tend, when I go to a man, it just tends to be more, you know, yep. this, 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 and this. And women are like, so how are you doing? How are you feeling about that? Do you feel, are, you know, and it, they just ask more about the emotional stuff. And I'm, I'm, I run off my emotions and a lot of my anxiety. And I think a lot, some of my health stuff, like when I get sick, it's not so much that I'm sick. It's that I'm freaking out that I'm going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I have a lot of trauma around health, lots of trauma. Um, And so I don't have too much around doctors, but I, I, you know, I just, I think I like when I, when I was reading this, I thought a lot more about like when I was growing up and I was doing sports and stuff. Right. And it would be like, Oh, you fell. Like even as a woman playing girl playing sports, it was like, if you fell and you hurt your like, cause I played softball. So it was like, Oh, you slid into third base and you kind of caught the base on your foot and your ankle. You know, coach would just be like, you know, very stereotypical in a a manly way um, would be like, walk it off. And it's like, you know, sometimes and then you hear about the kid who has been playing with like three broken toes for the last three, you know, or even who like Tom Brady last season played with like a something wrong with his shoulder, like a dislocated shoulder or somebody played. And they played, like, three more games, and people were like, yeah, wow, wow, like, this is so tough, like, oh, blah, 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 it's like, you know, or maybe, like, he should have went, like, there's no way you have a dislocated whatever, and you're not in pain after those games, you're not, like, icing it, you're not, you know what I mean, but people, it's just like, don't go to the doctor, just keep going, and now, I mean, you know, you, you see football players who are like in wheelchairs don't have yep. good hip foot. Like, you know, they got, you know, they're walking on different types of ways to help them walk because their hips don't, or they're committing they just, suicide. Right. Yeah. Cause of the brain injury. So there's right. so many, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's just not mainly to go to the doctor. It's just mm-hmm. not like, it's like, it's talk about asking for help. You're pretty much saying not only are you asking for help, but you're saying there's something wrong with me. I don't know how to fix it. And I need you to tell me what to do. It's like a lot. Like, I mean, it's, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. I mean, you know, I saw, I know some guys who don't even like go get their oil change. Cause they're like, oh, I know how to change an oil. I know how to change the oil in my car. And It's like, okay and like it takes you an hour and a half and it takes a guy a jiffy loop 15 minutes you know what i mean like right. i mean take your time if you want
1: but you know um the last time i tried while i dumped it all over the garage and i was like i'm never doing this crap again like i'm right. done you know is, i had to go get cat yeah. litter to suck it all up i was like this is it took i think it turned into three hours and i was like this <laughs> i was like this is so stupid and you could have like, paid 39.99 30, 30 for bucks. 15
0: minutes they would have yeah.
1: changed they would have rotated my tires yeah. they would Change my oil at the same time, right? right? right. But yeah, that, it is. Um, you get locked into these things to be like yeah. changing oil is not that big of a deal. It's actually really easy when you can stand up below your car, right? Like, yeah, you know, right. like you can stand there and undo the bolt and then and let you have it have all the materials. Yeah, exactly. But like, you got to get on your back and then you got to jack up your t- your car. It just adds all these things, right? Yeah, but it is. Yeah. It's a yeah. It is. It's fascinating. It's like why. Cause then you hear people that are older, like in their sixties and seventies, all they do is go to doctor's appointments, right? right. you heard this common thing where it's like, mm. okay, we're just schlepping, I'm schlepping my mom to all her doctor's appointments this week. Mm. There's mm. like seven of them. Mm. Right. And so mm-hmm. it, like, it's like, it's okay as we're older, I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's a big thing. I think well, it's okay when to... you're older. Cause like, you're going to die soon. Right.
0: As opposed to when you're like 34 30. or 23, you're just like, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, like you just, you know, and then it's like that age where like, you know, in your fifties, right. Where it's like, you're kind of teetering on like, if you haven't been going to the doctor and getting regular checkups and just, you know, tapping, Yep. Like just tapping into your body, period. like. Doctors aside, tapping into your body, where are you hurting? Are you mentally feeling stable? You know, do you have this, like, do you wake up every morning and you've got this lower back pain and you're tossing and turning and you get a shitty sleep for the next 12 years because you have like a dislocated something, you know, a right. uh, disc and you haven't Which, taken care of it.
1: That is the problem with healthcare in the United States. Like we're just talking, if we talk United States here, that is a massive problem. The healthcare system in the United States is driven purely by profit. There's Mm -hmm. not a benefit of making people healthier. We are not a health. We're like the 30th ranked. I think we're number 30, 31 health in the world, right? So there was, mm -hmm. go ahead. But I, I just, it's like something to really call out in the situation that we're talking about these things is that healthcare in this country is not equal. Mm, You know, it's like, there are people that can get healthcare to their house no, right. doctors will come to them on concierge. So there was that show on USA. What was the mm. thing called? I forget. I used to I watch it all the time, but it was like concierge doctors. That would just come And I'm, to me. I'm like, that is amazing. Like, I don't have to go anywhere. They just come to me. And then there's other people that have to go wait in line for six hours, right. right. To get an annual yep. checkup. Yep. And then there's also it's the wild. doctors are paid just dis- very different. Right. Right. Like the people that are helping us help our health, Like, uh, I was talking to a guy who's in medical school last weekend at the beach. He was going to go to pediatrics because he likes being around kids. But he's like, it's bottom of the barrel pay for doctors. He's like, it's the Mm -hmm. lowest amount of money I can make. So why don't I just, I'm doing the exact same amount of schooling. I can go specialize in here and make $200,000 more. Right. So it's driving, our medical system drives people outside of actual Taking care of people's health, let's say yeah. in that way
0: and doing what they want to do, what they're probably right. better at, because right. he would probably be a much better taking care of kids and making them feel so yes. much more comfortable. I mean, trying to get your kid to get blood drawn from a kid, you know, like all yeah. of these things, as opposed to just doing what, you know, brings in the higher dollar, right? which like at this rate, it's almost like you can't, you can't really blame people for wanting to make more money. I mean, you right. know, like. I mean, we're talking about the average people, right? Like the average yep. person who's just like, Hey, like, you know, if I do this, I can make, you know, Oh, I, I left that job because this job is offering more 5,000 more a year. It's like, yep. yeah, like, you know, go for it, you know, but yeah, there was actually a study, not a study. There was like something I was listening to on NPR and it was pretty much saying that, um, I think in the UK, I, 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 I almost hesitate to say the, exactly what they said. So this is all just off of memory verbatim just off of memory and it was pretty much saying that like when you have universal healthcare in the uk people who are at the lowest income still live longer it's like one to two years longer than the like the wealthy super rich in america and i and it was just like uh, maybe we'll have to find that an NPR thing. And I'll have to show it to you. Cause it was quite fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. and it, you know, and people think that, uh, you know, the U S has the best healthcare around and, or like the best doctors and the best this, and it's like, not really, not really. Um, so we're getting off topic, but I think that this is, no, a, but in, I
1: think it's, I don't think it's in, really, I think it's actually one main reason why men don't. On go. Topic, mm. Yeah. I, I, because it all lines up, right. Business lines up with, It's like how business is driven, the results from it dictate that, right? So as somebody for, I know my buddy is paying $2,000 a month for a family of five people. Right. And I think this is in Massachusetts or something, right? It's It's like insane. And that's for, and it gets, it's different all over the United States in every country, every state you're in it's yeah. different prices. So mm-hmm. it doesn't re- it's so it's very inconsistent across the board. So nothing is going to work appropriately when you have 50 states who want to act like we act like our countries all you know, it's like acting as betterment for humanity in this way, but it, it, it's, it doesn't right. And so mm-hmm. you have people that can afford certain situations. And then you have the other people that cannot afford these situations. And it's in the excuse that we can't afford universal healthcare here is it's just like all BS. One hundred percent, you mm-hmm. know, it's where we spend its priorities of where we're spending money. And I think as now, I don't know how to get universal health care. I have no clue how to do it. All I know, there's a lot of money tied up into insurance companies, then also the medicine industries, the medical industries. And what's happened in the last decade has been small practices of doctors and hospitals that used to give care, especially for women, you know, mothers that are pregnant. And yes, they've closed They've all closed. Why have they all closed? Mm. Because dealing with insurance has become two to three people that are in the practices. So not only you have to cover the overhead of your own life as as a doctor running this, but now you got to cover dealing with insurance companies and getting reimbursement and reimbursement numbers have drastically dropped down, right? So then you can't even afford it. And it's being dictated by this. And it's just like this really screwed up system where it doesn't allow. And as somebody that's been able to afford healthcare for myself, Mm-hmm. Since I, for a long time, you know, working at a job, I was able to do it because then companies used to cover it for 100%. Companies right. don't cover healthcare too much, 100%, unless you work for the government, you know, and then there were certain like Google or these big tech companies, right? So it's now it's an 80 20 split. So, okay, mm. so now I go get a surgery for $10,000 on my shoulder to get fixed. So I got to pay two well, grand. Now I'm on the hook for two right. grand. Right. And yes, you can do payment plans, which will drag out for years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you have like I saw GoFundMe, I think it's like sixty to eighty percent. I don't know the exact it's number. medical but expenses. It's astronomical is medical expenses. Yep. That's trying people trying to get raised. People the yep. number one like reason people go bankrupt is because of medical expenses. So yep. if myself that has been able to afford health care for myself and my family, and I still stress about going to the doctor in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I know, and most of the people that connect with my value, let's say, that I've already shared Mm -hmm. about, aren't in the insurance business anymore. They're all self pay people. So you can't Mm -hmm. even file it through insurance anymore. Cause you, you know, the last doctor we had, you make a monthly fee and then you just get to go. But I can't have your own insurance, so to speak. Right. So they, they are not dealing with insurance companies as the medical practice. So they're putting that on you to figure out they've decided they're no longer working with insurance companies and you get to participate if you want, if you it's pay to play. Right. Right. And you're like a, you're a, a, a white guy who,
0: you know, can afford it. And it's still hard is what you're saying. It's still,
1: (laughs) there's still a level. That's another year off my life. Like hands down the worry about if we go to this doctor, cause we don't do insurance, we do health sharing plans. So
0: mm-hmm. there's a
1: number of these things that are out there. They're a little bit more reasonably priced mm. and you can just type in like health sharing plans and you'll get five or six companies um, and you can read about them. It. So it's different than an actual traditional insurance, but it, if I, like I broke my kneecap, right? So I submit all of my, I have to self pay all my bills. And then I submit all of that stuff to them and they'll reimburse me for those Mm -hmm. PT, things like that. They don't cover alternative treatments like chiropractic or things like this, right? Yeah. So, but even that is like, I stress about like, okay, if I get injured right now, it's going to be like, if I break my leg and have to have surgery, it's going to be $10,000 out of pocket right now, or I can get a hospital, like put me on some sort of payment plan. But it's, it's a worry that I have inside of my system. Right. Right. As somebody that can actually afford it. Right. So I know if I'm going through that, there's millions and millions of people. So it gets to the point where I can see where it's like, I'm just not going to go to the doctor.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, even in this article, you can read like, you know, being African, being African American, being black, being Latinx, like all of these things you're not better off. Like you are worse off, especially within the healthcare system that, you know, is racist and has all of these things that make it harder. I mean, you know, and that's not just for men, that's for all, all people. And it's just, you know, of of course, of course, you're not going to want to go if you're low income. Now you're the man and you're probably like, you know what I mean? Like you're, trying to live up to your masculinity of like being the breadwinner of the house. Right. And now, you know, if you go right, if something's wrong with you, like you got to spend money on that. Right. And maybe you've yep. got two kids and you're like, well, you know what? I'm fine. Like, I will be fine. I'll just wrap this up. I'll put some, a, you know, ointment on it. And like, maybe right. Or rub some dirt on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I'll be fine. I'll be fine yep. because we don't, we don't have, you know, $120 to go to urgent care right now to get this handled for me. Right. And right. then another $500 to get the x-ray for them to tell me it's broken when I already know that it's broken. Right. right. Um, so it just, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, I want you to read the end of the, the last article. paragraph. Yeah. I think it's.
1: So it I think sense. this stuck out to me pretty, you know, it, it it's just, it's fascinating, but it's, so the paragraph reads, so perhaps just perhaps by playing to all of men's interest in control and responsibility, healthcare professionals in officials have a chance to help them war ward off serious diseases and live longer if the tactic works the average man will go and see a physician long before he starts seeing spots and the joke won't be funny anymore and this is there was they started off the article about a joke about spots and um yeah it's like for the only way men will go see doctors to, when i read this i was like okay so now we have to cater to men's insecurities to like come in here, right? It's another industry where we have to get men in here instead of there's an element of taking men, taking responsibility of their own decision to be like, I got to go see somebody or why won't I go see somebody or think about it or what struggles are happening. We have to change this industry. So men will show up more. Yeah. And cater to them. In a really drastic
0: and like make it bring in, make it masculine to go to the doctor. man. We
1: have to bring in manly conversations. Right. Yes. Right. It's like,
0: Hey, you haven't like, you know, you got to start like making fun of the guy who doesn't go to the doctor. Right. Right. Or like the guy who won't take a bandaid. Like, right. You need a bandaid. I don't need
1: a bandaid. It's like, or like men that won't <laughs> be seen. I mean, all I have to do is ask people that have worked in medical hospitals and their stories about what it's like, right? Mm-hmm. White guys come in and there's a black nurse and they're like, don't, she can't touch me. Yeah. You know, it's like a man will not go see a woman. Um, doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Because they feel insecure if she's like checking out your balls, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, all these prejudices that we bring into that practice in itself, not only is the industry against us, like we could say, or the industry working against humans, but mm-hmm. then we have our own stuff that we bring into a situation in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: It's like, you know, um, I would and be this curious. Is why we
1: die earlier. Right? Yep.
0: And this is why you're dead. So make your wills, um, figure out what <laughs>
1: you're going to do with your body when you are dead. <laughs> um, and I wonder, like, if we were to switch it, Like, is it maybe women are more adaptive to medicine because they are growing humans, right? In the traditional sense of that has been like, they need, they need support when babies are here.
0: You know, I just, I don't don't know. know. I'd have to, we'd have to look into it. I mean, I don't think they're caring because they're living longer anyway. Yeah, good point. (laughs) Like, why you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Like, they're clearly asking for help more. I think that's just a more common trait that could be seen as uh, a negative in you know in the feminine space because it's like, well, you can do it. Like, you don't always have to ask somebody for help. Like, you have you're empowered and you can get it done. And I think in this sense, it bodes well in the sense of like you are asking for help when you have something an element wrong with you or you feel wrong because actually in this article it says that men are, are have a better chance of quitting smoking because it's more about like I'm strong and I've got the willpower right. and I don't need help right like I'm going to defeat this um and women are have a harder time quitting smoking um be, and I wonder if that's where the asking for help is kind of a negative because it's like I can't do this I can't quit da 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 right and it's like or maybe you can like you can um so yeah I'd be interested to check that out so hmm. um yeah I'm kind of curious X everyone who's listening like when was the last time you had something wrong and you avoided like avoided going to get help whether that's at like you know we're talking about the health sense so maybe it's a health concern or maybe mm-hmm. it's not maybe it's just something else right and you ended up maybe hurting yourself because you didn't ask for help or you spent three and a half hours doing an oil change. That really takes like 15 minutes Um, because you know, or, you know, or like just, just something that you needed help and you didn't want to ask for it because that's where this all stems from and not asking for help is literally killing you. Right. Whether that's physically you're literally dying earlier or, you know, it's really just like making you live it up to these expectations and like Double downing, double down, double downing, doubling down, doubling down, doubling, 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 double trouble. Remember yes. that show? Double trouble. Yes, I do. Actually. Yeah. Um, unlike, you know, living a better life, period. Like just end of day, yeah. living a better life, having a more easeful life, feeling like you have support and connections and feeling empowered because you're like, I can't do it, but I know someone who can right like there's an empowering statement in like feeling in that too and not feeling like you have to be the one who takes care of it all um so if you're interested in this article we will link it in the show notes show, show notes show notes the so,
1: uh, <laughs> you american side outside sunning yourself yeah
0: there you go that's it yeah. right um uh so yeah so anything else you want to add to today's episode
1: no, and I, if you do need help, I do know... I mean, I'm not an expert on where to get assistance, but I definitely... Regardless of what your income level is, regardless of your background, I know there's places that are available, mm-hmm. right? And maybe we list. could get some assistance to, in the future. We can come up with some resources for people. Yeah. Um, but I to just ask your community. You know, it's like ask the people around you or who... Yep. And just... It's like, be persistent with it. And if you do need assistance, there are, cause I know a lot of even therapists that I know work on a, a scale, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like, if you can afford to pay the full rate, pay the full rate. And if you are not able to, th- sometimes they will take less money. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, even if you might feel insecure, especially as a man listening to this, be like, I need help, but I can't actually afford it in this way. Mm-hmm. It's like, just, you know, it's like state that state, your need and your desire and, people do want to help, right? Like Mm -hmm. that is, we have to remember that it's like, yes, we can talk about the institution and the, the issues that happen within what I shared from the business perspective of the bigger picture, but the people in the system are good folks who do want to help you. And Mm -hmm. most of the time they will figure out a way to make that happen.
0: Yeah. Use this community right here. Use the state of my community yes. that we're building right now. You can go to their Instagram at the state of men. And if you are looking for help, leave it in the comments, people will help out. We'll be there. i yeah. um, happy to connect those who may need connections. Um, and, you know, it's a really great way to, to feel that support. So, um, please, if you are just popping in and this is the first podcast you've listened to, please subscribe. We'd love to, uh have you here for now in the future. As I said, you can follow us on Instagram at the state of men. Um, we're asking everyone to take just the three to four minutes, leave a five-star review on Apple or wherever you're listening to the state of men podcast it really helps us build this community that we are trying to get going here. Um, and thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, don't die and write or will, and we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>